Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning. I'm Adol Kozilski and sitting right near me is my partner in crime, Fagy. Good morning. Good morning, Adol. A miserable day and you know sometimes we wake up with a lot of cranks and neck ache and headaches and a whole lot of a hangover and I think today we're going to have an exciting conversation trying to work out how we can actually relieve it. Absolutely just to give you a bit of a background Adel because I'm not sure you're aware but the way I met the lady that we're speaking to today I was in Cape Town and I needed some physiotherapy and I didn't get my session when I was in Johannesburg so I was on the beach and I was looking at my Instagram feed and I see her stories. One, the last appointment available of the year. And I said, absolutely. Here we go. So I messaged her and I said, please, can I take the appointment? And she's like, are you sure? Do you know who I am? <laughs> you don't even know me. And I said, yes, I do. And I'm coming for the appointment. And I went and absolutely loved it. I was it. really excited because I thought she was going to come to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're talking about Tamsin Penry. She runs an established physiotherapy and Pilates practice in the City Bowl. She's passionate about anatomy and has an unquenchable thirst for knowledge that is related to the inner workings of our amazing bodies. And in the last few years, she has trained both as a craniosacral and a visceral therapist. And the purpose of these therapists, as we're going to explore is to gently assist the body in its work to stay in a state of harmony and good health. And honestly, with our current global circumstances, who couldn't do with a bit of balance in their lives, even when you're sitting on the beach and you need somebody? <laughs> so without further ado, welcome, Hanson, to hi, the hi. show. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely to meet Faye. It was really funny when she came and then we were talking and talking and she said, no, no, wait, wait, you've got to come on the show. You've got to tell everybody all of this stuff. Well, I'm coming to Cape Town next week. If I'm highly stressed, you're going to see me too. Not if, you are going, Abel. I'm telling you, I love it. And this, it was so interesting because I was telling a friend of mine, I'm like, I'm going to this random physiotherapist. I've never been to her in my life before. She says, where is she? I said, I gave her the address. She goes, I have no idea where that is. Anyway, I land up going there. I'm driving and driving. I call my friend. I said, she's around the corner from you. <laughs> oh, no, such a small. About yourself and your, your, your yes. formal training and how, how, yes. you, know, how yes. you developed into what, what you are today. Yeah, no, exactly. So I did train as a physiotherapist, what I call a conventional physiotherapist at UCT, which I loved and I thought it was great. And I wanted, really wanted to help people. And in fact, my mom was a physiotherapist, which is how I got into physiotherapy. And I really loved it. Um, but as a physio, I think what makes the best physio is if you're curious. And so, you know, you do your physio degree and then you see that some people get better, but not everybody. So then you look to do the next thing. So you do the dry needling or you do the taping. So you're forever doing these courses to try and see what is the missing puzzle piece to try and help those patients who don't respond to the normal physiotherapy. And I was very lucky that my mom did craniosacral therapy. So 
she wanted me always the guinea pig in the family. So I had to be the guinea pig for her to practice her cranio techniques. And actually the first time she did, it, I thought she'd lost the clot because, you know, when you come from a normal physiotherapy environment, it's very much, um, we were talking about this earlier about like sticking elbows in and needling and, you know, it's often quite sore. People can often associate, they call us physioterrorists uh, instead of physiotherapists because <laughs> we can actually make people a little bit sore. But the cranio is so different to that. It's so gentle and, and you can do it with your clothes on. So I, the first time I thought, no, she's ready. I don't know what's happened here. And then the second time I did it, I felt really, really good. And by the third time, I thought, you know, I actually don't care what this is. I feel so good. She could do this to me forever. I don't care if she never does physio on me again. So that was my introduction to craniosacral therapy. And to osteopathy, I was very lucky because we don't have osteopathy in South Africa. A school of osteopath. So we have physiotherapy and we have chiropractics. But if you want to be an osteopath, you have to go and study overseas. So there's not very many osteopaths in South Africa. So I was very lucky to meet one just when I started my physio career and he gave me a treatment. And I remember thinking the same thing. This treatment is so gentle, yet so profound. I feel it just feels right. I was so inspired that I went to go and have a look, but it costs a lot to go and study overseas. So I thought, well, how can I use these techniques and so that's what happened is I still have my physiotherapy background and Pilates and I still use it but the majority of my work I believe so strongly in the osteopathic principles that I generally use mostly the craniosacral therapy and the visceral therapy so I'll talk about them a little bit more because they are different um, so I was going to say to you define physio yes. crano yes. And we called you a visceral. Is that the osteopathic side? So both the craniosacral therapy and the visceral therapy are osteopathic. So okay, um, explain yeah. yourself, explain yourself. Yes, exactly. So physiotherapy, I would say, is more Western medicine. It's more mainstream. A lot of people call it physical therapy. It's very much about, it does look at the body in a bigger picture, but the Western medicine is about looking at bodies in pieces kind of thing. You know, so somebody have a sore neck, you check their neck and you might check their, uh, their, their head and their shoulders and things around the neck. Whereas in the, the osteopathic principle, you would check the whole body because it is all interconnected. So yeah, osteopathy was started long, long ago. Um, and from that then came some craniosacral therapy. And so let me go back to the craniosacral therapy. That was developed by a man called John Upledger. And he was actually a medical doctor. And he was asked, he had a patient who was getting these weird symptoms. He had things under his feet. And he had to hold the spinal cord still during a surgery. And he thought, well, that would be easy because the spinal, nobody thinks the spinal cord moves. Yeah? We're not taught that at physio school or medical school. And he could not hold the spinal cord still. And the problem is if you don't hold it still and somebody nicks your spinal cord, you're going to be paralyzed. So he was sweating. But he also was thinking, this is weird because this has a movement which isn't showing up on the, you know, when you have a surgery, you can see your heart and you can see your blood pressure. And it was not related to that. It was as if it had its own rhythm. So after the surgery, he went and he researched and he found out about osteopathy, which has been around since the 1800s. So this isn't a new treatment. It's just because in South Africa, we don't have a school of osteopathy. A lot of people don't know about it. And then craniosacral therapy, it's much, it's a much smaller part. So for example, chiropractics actually comes from osteopathy. That's just become a more mainstream. Um, but, but all the principles of osteopathy are the same, which is that the body is a unit and the body is self-healing. So the idea is with how I would separate the physio and the osteopathic techniques is in a physiotherapy treatment, the treatment is led by the therapist. The patient comes to me. I am deemed to know best. I examine them. I choose which techniques I'm going to do and in which order. 
When people come and you use your osteopathic principles, you listen to the body. You literally put your hands on, you listen to the body. So the patient can jabber at you and tell you where all the problems are, but the body might tell you something different. And you always trust, the body always knows best. And then you treat according to the body. Okay, that is turning things upside down. If you'd like to uh, join the conversation or have a question for Tamsin, you can on 34519 or our telegram number 61 895-1019. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're talking to Tamsin and we're talking specifically about craniosacral and visceral therapy, which I now have learned is a, a, a child of osteopathy. And I think one of the things that, that fascinates me, I mean, I, I, I've, I've embraced this form of therapy myself. And I definitely can agree with you that, you know, you do, you do, you do get a sense of relief that you won't get. I, I, I went to physioterrorists my entire life. <laughs> Trust me with, with my neck. No disrespect to all the physiotherapists. I love you out there. It still fascinates me when a therapist is working on me. It feels like nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. What does it mean listening to the body? What is the body telling you? And how are you picking it up? And if I can ask that question, Tamsin, because like even when I walked into your rooms and I came and I said, oh, you know, my low back really is the problem. And when you tested me, you kind of said, actually, it's your neck and your thyroid. Does it mean that when you do go and work in those areas that it kind of is linked to the problem that you thought you came in with? Definitely. It's all, I always say to my patients, I can't tell you exactly how it's all connected, but it's definitely all connected. You know, that song we learned at school about the hip bone and the thigh bone and the, it really, it's, but it's more than that. It's that every cell in the body is connected. It is this, it's, we are just these amazing, intricate organs that are constantly in communication with each other. So that's why these very small little techniques can have these big effects if you are meeting the body where it needs to be met. So that's the big thing with the craniosacral and the visceral therapy is you take in what the patient tells you, but the patient will tell you where it hurts. They can't feel what's not moving. Mm. So if we come to like, what what is visceral therapy? So viscera means your organs. So when we come to visceral therapy and specifically, we're looking at every organ has its own motion in the body. And everything is always in motion. So life is motion. So if you think, if you were on Table Mountain and you saw water, if it was in a stagnant pond, you wouldn't drink that water because it's going to make you sick. But if you, you will drink the water that's running freely. So there again, it's like stagnation equals disease. So any stagnation in the body, anything that doesn't allow for normal movement is an area where disease can creep in. So osteopathy also believes that we constantly are bombarded with cells that are not working properly. And I've heard people say this before about cancer. We all get cancer at some point, but our body is designed that it's able to work through that. It's when the body is holding too many layers of compensation and it's unable to, then we will present as being sick. But it's not to say that we aren't being exposed to all of those things all the time. So these kinds of therapies are exactly what we spoke about in the beginning. It's about trying to get harmony back into the body. The body wants to be well. The body is self-healing. It's when we have too many layers of compensation. So coming back to saying, let's say our organs, for example, let's say something we do every day. We breathe every day. We take about 22 to 24,000 breaths a day. Every time you breathe, your diaphragm is moving up and down. Every time your diaphragm moves up and down, your kidneys move up and down. So if you take just a shallow breath, your kidney is moving sort of one inch up and down. If you take a deep breath, it moves about four inches up and down. That means it's going to move, if you think of your whole lifetime, the amount of kilometers that that kidney actually moves, it's a lot. 
So it's the same as saying if you have a stone in your shoe and you walk a little bit, it's no problem. But if you have a stone in your shoe and you walk kilometers, you're going to end up with a problem. So it's the same in the body because everything is all connected. And we have this inherent and perpetual motion that is happening all the time. You can't stop it. Our heart is beating. You know, I think we do 120,000 heartbeats a day. So if you think of the heart's beating, the diaphragm is moving, because people think, well, I don't really move that much. You're moving all the time, even when you're still. And it's about how that blood needs to flow, the lymph needs to flow, the organs need to move, and everything is connected. So if you have a restriction, let's say you've now had a surgery on your kidney. Now that one kidney doesn't move as well as it should, then that might affect how the diaphragm moves. Then that might affect how you breathe. And then you might end up getting a sore neck because actually the diaphragm is connected to your neck. So you come in with a neck pain. This is how you present. You come to the physiotherapist. You only know about physiotherapy because you don't know about visceral therapy. You come to me and you say, I've got this really sore neck. And when I take my history and I ask you about any surgeries and you tell me that you've had hysterectomies or gallbladders or my first thought is how has that how has your body compensated the body is so clever it doesn't say oh well now there's a restriction here in my kidney i'm going to just fall over it just makes a plan b and a plan c and it just keeps making those plans until it runs out of plans and then you end up with a pain so that is why where you feel the pain it's it's not always where the problem is and so that is also one of those principles of osteopathy is we try and treat the source of the problem no matter how far away it is from where the person is telling you their problem is because there is some sort of correlation of how it's moving and it's not about the other thing is we don't fix it we can't go and undo a surgery you've had on your kidney we just help the body deal with the compensation better so that's also a big thing in physiotherapy we get taught you know the patient comes in they have a sore neck you need to help fix that sore neck so there's a lot of pressure also you know in this western medicine you see it with the doctors you come in you say oh they don't know what to do so they just give you a script but actually the body knows what to do, but if we listen to the body, and so how do we train ourselves? And so as visceral and craniosacral therapists, we train our hands. So we can feel the movement of these organs. The more you practice it, the more you feel it. So how this visceral therapy came about, which I think is fascinating, is a spy man called Jean-Pierre Borel. He studied first as a physiotherapist, and then he ended up studying as an osteopath. And when he was working, he was lucky enough to work in a hospital where he worked with people when they were alive. And then he worked with them when they were cadavers. And so when he worked with them and they were alive and he saw that they had a scoliosis or when there's a skewness or a rotation in your spine, then when he did the autopsies, he would see, but geez, this person had something in their lung and maybe that's what was pulling them. And he even then started working on them when they were alive using these principles of osteopathy. Like, can I mobilize the lung? And they would use x-rays and all sorts of other radiography techniques to see that the techniques he was doing was having an impact. So then he started to develop all these techniques that if you can treat the organ, you can change the structure of the body. So, you know, so if is somebody... Osteo is, osteo is osteopathy about organs? No, not necessarily. So visceral therapy is mainly about your viscera. Viscera stands for organs, yeah? But the, it's really all about fascia. So fascia is not the connective tissue. Fascia. Yes. Right, so explain, fascia. explain this fascia. Well, fascia, fascia is just, and fashion. That's the latest thing. Yeah, so, fascia. Yeah, just, it's <laughs> We're not talking about fashion. If it's yes. yes. No, it's don't ask me about fashion. F-A-S-I-A. Am I right? -A -S 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 yeah. It's okay. all these Latin funny spelling. Yeah, exactly. Fascia, exactly. It's okay. just fascia is connective tissue. And what is connective tissue? We are made of connective tissue. So it's like saying if you take your eye and you take your bone, they're actually made 
of the same thing. They're just made of different proportions of the same thing. And it's connective tissue. So some is more stretchy. So that's tendons, ligaments. They are different, but they are essentially the same. And this is the other thing is every cell deserves the same amount of attention in the body. Just because something is a, a deemed a bone or something as a tendon or something. So that's the other thing is in physiotherapy, for example, we don't often get taught to treat bones. And osteopathy, the actual definition of that is that they treat bones. And that is where you see where the chiropractors come from. So it's the clicking of the joints. But they are in osteopathy very different. You get the osteopaths who treat very gently. And then you get the people who are more manipulative. They do more joint manipulations. And it's not so much always the bone. It's the fascia around the bone. Because mm-hmm. all of that, so the other big thing that's very fashionable at the moment is to talk about the vagus nerve. I don't know if you've yes. had people... <laughs> There you go. So for an example, if you think of the vagus nerve, which is called the wandering nerve as well, because it wanders through the body. So it has an effect on so many structures. It is 80% of that vagus nerve reports up to the brain and only 20% through the spine or like, yes, yes, through your spinal cord. And then it goes through your cranial nerves. Yeah. So it's all, but people always think it's the brain. The brain is the big boss, the brain and your nervous system, the brain and your spinal cord. It is boss. It will govern all the other systems, which is also why we focus so much on it with craniosacral therapy and visceral therapy. But people always think it's the brain ordering things for the body, but it's, there's so much information. So example, it's 80% that's coming from the body to the brain and the vagus nerve. And only 20% is going down. Yeah. So it means that all, if you manipulate the stomach and that affects that vagus nerve and sends a message to your brain, you only need to change that a millimeter and you will already have a huge impact on your brain, which is your nervous system. And really when we come down to it, it's the nervous system that we're looking for. So that's also where the penny really dropped for me. Whether you are treating as a physio or whether you're treating as an osteo or a visceral or a craniosacral therapist, there was a lovely documentary called Heal on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on. But if your body is not able to be in a state of parasympathetic, which is your relaxation, it cannot heal. If you are in a state of sympathetic, fight or flight, it can't heal. So I always explain to my patients, you've got either being chased by a lion or you're not. That's it for your body. So when you're late to drop a granddaughter off at school or to do your work deadline, your body doesn't know that that's not a lion. It only has those two responses from our evolution. So we have to try and help the body get into that state. And how do we do that? Deep breathing exercises. I mean, if you read the stress code, there's all these examples of tools that we can use to calm our nervous system. But by doing something, by treating the nerves, which is what we're really doing when we're treating the fascia and mobilizing, we're changing the message to the brain, and that can calm the body down. Which actually was a question I was going to ask you earlier, is like with children that have, you know, behavioral issues, ADD, ADHD, I know with uh, our craniosacral therapist here in Johannesburg, you know, if they've had any head injuries or, you know, by mistake even just dropped you know, I had a I had a fall on my coccyx when I was six years yep. old. You know, that type of thing, you know, I know that that with cranial it also has an effect on your like you're saying, on your brain and on your emotions. Totally. Is, is that something that if someone does have a child like with you know, behavioral yes, disorders? Definitely. I mean, I feel like if you have a child you should take them for cranial <laughs> Anyway, I mean I, I mean I know somebody who does EMDR, which is a trauma therapy, and she actually says every child and every parent who births the baby should have EMDR because it's a traumatic experience and often it's from there. So this is what we were talking about is where do these layers of compensation come from? Sometimes it can come from being born. Yeah, so it doesn't always have to be a surgery. But to answer that question, if we go to what is craniosacral therapy? So craniosacral therapy is 
more interested in your cranium, which, which is the collective name for your skull bones, and your sacrum, which is a little triangular bone that sits by your tailbone, so just at the back of your pelvis. And then between that, obviously, runs your spine. And the whole point of those bones is to protect your brain and your spinal cord, because it is the very essence of your being. You know? Around the brain and the spinal cord runs something called cerebral spinal fluid, which is a special kind of blood. And that cerebral spinal fluid is what the nervous system and the brain needs to nourish it. And then to make sure it doesn't leak everywhere, like we have blood vessels to keep our blood, we have stuff called dura. And inside the brain, you have different layers. So people who have meningitis, that's an infection or inflammation of one of the layers that runs around the brain. But collectively, it's called the dura. So the craniosacral system is made up of the brain, the spinal cord, the membrane, the dura that run around it, and the cerebral spinal fluid. So just like your heart beats and moves the blood around the body and you can feel on somebody their pulse so in the craniosacral system you can feel what we call a craniosacral rhythm so if i was to put my hands on your head or my hands on your shoulders or your feet we can feel that rhythm then we want to feel is it the same is there any asymmetry if there is we want to try and balance it out because it's a sign that somewhere in that nervous system so for example if you fall on your head or going through the birth canal one of your parietal bones is slightly rotated that can then set up. It's fine in the beginning, but it can slowly set up. So sometimes people say, like, where does the scoliosis come from? If you have a rotation in one of your cranial bones, then that can then work its way through your spine. By the time you're 16, you've now developed that. But if we could treat you when you were all malleable, like when you know these little babies that you know, they're like just jelly, that's when you want to be treated because then the bones will form around that. I want to talk a little bit about holding trauma. I've had a lot of experience yes. with craniosacral and, and, and I'm happy to share a little bit on, on the radio. Uh, about 10 years ago, I, I, I had a, I broke my leg. <clears throat> I had a fib to break. It was just yes. what, an accident, et cetera, et cetera. And I obviously went through surgery and got, 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 got a, a rod put in. Thank God I'm, I'm well. But when I went to the physiotherapist and I'm not going to call her a terrorist because she was <laughs> unbelievable, but just to go through the physical, rehabilitation at the end of every session she did cranio it was my first time i had met a physiotherapist that was using craniosacral and honestly i didn't understand what she was doing i just lay on the bed she was holding my neck but what happened for the first three four five six times that she ended off my therapy with that my body would become ice cold and I would start shivering. It was mm. it was the standard joke, like it was twenty six degrees, and she was like having to heat up hotties and put up put blankets on me. And I kept on saying, "What has this got to do with my leg?" Now, obviously, breaking my leg was a trauma. It was actually pretty traumatic because I broke it overseas and had to be airlifted and and mm. come back and and whatever have you. All she said to me was, "Just close your eyes and try identify with this coldness." And after about the sixth session. I suddenly, like the penny dropped, previous to that, 20 years back to that, I had a traumatic birth where um, I almost lost my life. I was unconscious, okay? I don't remember anything about it other than the stories that, you know, were told to my family that, sorry, the mother's not going to make it, just pray for the for the daughter. Um, and it was that coldness of lying on the operating theater, right, and probably completely vulnerable. Facing death, and this was all obviously subconscious because I can't consciously yeah. tell you that I was, I was there. I wasn't, I was, you know, out as a candle. And that remained there. And it was so interesting because once we did it and she worked out the system, my leg relieved itself. Like I was able to rehabilitate my leg more. 
And so interestingly, then a couple of years later, I happened to be in an operating theater with one of my daughters giving birth. And I recognized the coldness. I went, oh, that's what it is, because it's really cold in an operating theater. Yeah, It was just absolutely incredible to see what seemingly seemed like disjointed, like what does one got to do with the other? One happened 35 years ago. The other one is like 20 years ago. Now you're 10 years ago, but it's kind of like the body keeps the score. Right? Doesn't trauma get trapped in the fascia? Yes. Well, I mean, the body, if you, I was just going to say, if you've read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, it tells you all about trauma. And this is the whole thing is we store that trauma unless we're able to release it. It it can get stored anywhere. So this is the other thing is we look at the body as a whole unit. So although it's anatomy, 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 when people always think like visceral and cranio is woo-woo, but it's, it's so based on anatomy. If you cut somebody open, you can see that craniosacral, you know, you can see the cerebral spinal fluid. You can feel the craniosacral rhythm. You can feel the organs. You can see them moving when you do an MRI and things like that. So it's all anatomy. But in saying that, the body, the mind, and the spirit is all also one unit. So this is how when you treat the body, you can also affect the mind and the spirit and vice versa. So, yes, the emotions, I mean, he talks about Burrell. He talks about the emotions being the echoes, uh, the organs being the echoes of our emotions. In other words, certain organs. And he actually has a whole book called Managing or Messages of Your Body. And it's all about how each organ from all his work, you can say that different organs store different emotions. So fear is more here and anger more there. But yes, the thing is the body has weird and wonderful ways and each person is completely different. So what you experience is not the same for somebody else. And again, to say, it's not to say that I don't use my physio or love my physio or think that physio is important. They are for rehab, but it's about connecting all the dots. Because what if you'd never connected that trauma? Your leg would probably never have had that opportunity to heal fully. So it would have healed, but there would have been some underlying thing. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing with this work is it is amazing. And it's not, it's not, people always say, oh, you're such an amazing therapist. It's not me. It's your body. Yeah. The body is yeah. what's so amazing. We're talking to Tamsin and we're trying to turn things upside down in looking at ourselves in a much healthier way and a more holistic way. If you have a question that you would like to ask our guest, it's 34519 is our SMS line 61 1019 is our telegram number. Don't go away. We'll be back shortly. This is 101.9. Hi, FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're talking to Tamsin and we're talking about craniosacral and visceral therapy. Just a question, Tamsin, uh, like the question of the cart before the horse or the horse before yeah. the cart. You know, if I'm coming to you and saying, I've got a neck ache, the way you're looking at the world is saying, okay, I hear that your neck is sore, but I'm going to go and see what your emotions are saying or your trauma is saying or your body is saying or your craniosacral uh, uh, rhythm yes. is saying so that yes. I can work out why eventually you're, you're not going to go straight for the neck and just no. manipulate my neck. I mean, if it's in your neck, we'll go to your neck. So so if we had to give you an idea of a general session, you come in, you tell me your story. I say, always say, how can I help you? You tell me what it is. And then we will stand you up just like a normal physio and we will get you to do a few movements. So we want to see how does the body move? We want to feel how does the body, how does it feel? And then we will put our hands on, say, your head and we do what we call a listening. So the body will always what we call hug the lesion. So let's say you've had a cesarean. I treat a lot of postpartum moms. If I put my hand on your head, your body has a feeling as if it's going to fold forward over that scar, yeah? If you've had a gallbladder surgery, then it tends to go that way. This doesn't even always have to be a surgery. You could just have like liver cirrhosis or something like that. Then the body will always 
help protect that. So it feels as if the body is moving in a certain way. That's one of the clues we use. And then when we get you to lie down, we all put our hands on your feet, we move our way up the body and we feel. So we do what we call a general listening, get an idea of where it is in the body. And then we do a local listening and we can try and pick up which organ it is. So you can differentiate between the feeling of a gallbladder versus the feeling of a liver. Once you've picked up which organ it is, then you go and treat it. So let's say you say you've got a problem with your neck and we do our listening and it doesn't take me to your neck. It takes me lower down. I do a local listening. It takes me to your liver. Then we can decide, okay, we'll treat your liver. So we treat the liver. Then I always, the whole thing is you must treat, recheck, treat, recheck. So we will treat the liver. We'll get you back up. We'll check your neck range of motion. If it's better, then there's your answer. So then people start to see they've come maybe for physiotherapy. So I always say to them, I used to start with physio and end with cranio, like you were telling me about your other physiotherapist. Mm -hmm. And now I actually start with cranio and visceral and often the visceral, because the visceral can be extremely specific in treating something. And then if that doesn't work, I'll apply the conventional. Or if it works, but there's still some leftover, then we add the conventional physiotherapy. And always it's about the body moves and patterns. So rehab is extremely important. So we also do Pilates or get them to go to a biokineticist because that's part of it. It's not just about us changing. We want to change it. We want to get the message different to the brain. Let the body use the body in a different way, relieve some of those layers of compensation, but it's about moving differently. And then just to say that each organ has come off your spinal cord. So that liver actually relates to the nerves at the bottom part of your neck. So that is also how, when you say, how is it connected? Fascially, it's connected that that liver in embryology, you start off as a little tube, as a spinal cord, and then from that come all the organs. So each organ relates to an area of your spine. It's the same idea as chiropractors picking your back and saying that gives you good health. It gives you good health because if we can keep your spine mobile, it affects your organs. And if we mm -hmm. treat your organs, it helps your spine. So it's, again, which way around, it doesn't matter so long as you treat it, the whole thing. Do, do, you find, do you find that if you are dealing up, so I've come in with an ache, right? Yes. You find out it's because I had a Caesar. You were yes. basically on my Caesar score. You relieve yes. that. Do I have permanent relief or can at some point in time that Caesar scar play up again? So let's take, I've got a patient. She has a case study. She came to me, her, 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 I think she's got a five and like a three-year-old and she'd been having pain, not in her Caesar scar. It was in her abdomen on the left-hand side. She'd been having pain ever since she'd had her second baby. It wouldn't go away. She tried everything else. We did a little bit of visceral. I think we probably only did about two sessions and she said, no, her pain was completely gone. That pain has not come back. It's now probably two years later. So for oh. some people, it works like that, yeah? She can't believe it. She thought she was going to have that pain for the rest of her life. And when the, these sessions are quick, and they, you, I mean, you can ask Peggy, they're gentle. Mm -hmm. You can't believe that someone is doing anything. So it's hard to answer that question because each body is different, and everybody has different levels. Maybe also, the, maybe also the level of trauma. Exactly. So sometimes when I treat people and I don't respond, then I will refer them on for specific trauma therapy. If I think that trauma is at the base of it and it's not shifting it. Look, there is also something called somato-emotional release. It's one of the courses that you can do in craniosacral therapy. I haven't been able to do it yet, thanks to COVID and things like that. But then, then, the, then the people who are treating you for cranio, look, sometimes people just bring it up. If the person... As much as I'm assessing the person's body, exactly. that person I'm treating is assessing me. If they feel comfortable enough with me and they feel that I can handle it and they resonate with me, they will release their trauma. So, you know, treating somebody's spleen and then she has been for thousands of therapy sessions and suddenly, like you, she has this epiphany that that mm -hmm. feeling she has there is from when she was hijacked or whatever it may be. And then she is able to release it. And for the rest of the session, she might lie on the bed and cry. Totally fine. 
she'll be much better after that because she's been able to identify it and connect it. And then it's able to process. It's when you have it, like you were saying, it's in your subconscious and you're not even aware of it. It hasn't been able to process itself. Then it often stays in the body and that's where you play out that same pattern. So if you can just make it aware and change it, then often the body will be able to deal with it on its own. That's why I love how holistic it is. Cause I know when we go to Cranio here also, you know, she listens to what we're saying and she listens to our bodies and the emotions that we're going through and she asks us questions and, you know, kind of talks to us while she's working. So you feel like you've come out of this amazing therapy session, not sure what she's done because it was so subtle <laughs> thinking yeah. that, you know, and then things just sort themselves out. Completely. And it's saying that I have some patients who come and they lie on the bed and they fall fast asleep if I'm doing craniosacral therapy. But they're not saying, lots of times it's, it's pretty okay, you feel exhausted. exhausted. You, you feel wrecked. You, you run a 20 kilometer marathon. Because you're working on the nervous system. See? So it's like we, we're taking you from that state, remember, of fight or flight to rest or digestion. So we're in the rest. So now we feel tired. And often people will tell me, I feel so tired after my treatment and I still feel tired. It's because you having to, you need to regulate your nervous system. You've been up here running high, high for so long. And now as we start to lower you, you start to feel really low. But actually you're just finding that equilibrium. And you can do this therapy on babies to 120. Anybody. You can do it on anybody. The only time you would be uh, careful is like with visceral therapy. If you had a surgery today and you came to me tomorrow, I wouldn't treat you because we need the body to have a little bit of time to first figure itself out. So it's the same thing that actually with physio, we often will see you immediately after you've had a car accident. Jean-Pierre has actually done studies particularly on whiplash where he found that the people where he told them to wait a little bit did better further on. The people who came immediately had symptoms again like two years later because the body is self-healing. You've got to give it the opportunity to yes, work itself yeah. out. Let it find its compensation. Once it's found that, then you can help treat that. It's not about fixing. It's just about helping. Right. Does does diet and what you're eating yes. like feed yes. into, into your treatment? Definitely. You can even finish your question, Adel. I know. <laughs> not Bosco, do not collect your hands. Absolutely, absolutely. No because it's the same as sleep. It's the same as anything. I mean, for me, I feel that every GP, every healthcare practitioner you go to should ask you about your diet and your sleep and your exercise and your stress. Because if you can come to me for a treatment, but if you're going home and you're sitting on the couch and you're drinking Coke and eating Big Macs, then how is your gut ever going to regulate itself? Yeah, Because the body is all connected. So yes, and that's why I work so closely with nutritional therapists and dietitians. And it's why I come on radio shows like this is to tell people about this kind of work. The more people who know and the more interconnected and the more alternative, if you want to call it that, medicines that people are available or made aware of the, the better our healing will be i always say if every person could come for a cranial treatment the world would be a different place because well i think i think what's important is one you've you've highlighted the idea that your body is a whole it is a composite of a whole lot of of, of organs and 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 tendons and blood vessels and and everything and that one shouldn't be completely specific on one part of the body um, one should look at the body holistically, but then the, this concept becomes even bigger that not only is the, the treatment itself needing to be a holistic one, but you need to look at yourself holistically, meaning you can't go and have a craniosacral therapy session and then go home and eat a, a, a Big Mac and, and, and drink Coke and, you know, smoke or whatever like that. Because 100%. then you are going to go and say that therapy didn't help me because you're actually just not going apart. It's, it's, it's much bigger. And really, Faggy, that's the focus of our show. 
is that one, we need to look at ourselves, you know, as, as wholes and, and, and all the various aspects. Yeah. You know, I certainly have realized certainly in my life that, um, that, that in, in life, whenever I've had a physical pain, I always ask my question, why? Why do I have this pain? And it's not, oh, well, because, you know, I broke my leg. Yes, but why did I break my leg? Like, why why is my body in this pain right now? And to go and, you know, investigate it further. And well, I, As Tamsin says also, you know, the body does talk. When I walked into her room, like she says, the, your body's telling me it's something else. Yes. You know, and also to be able to understand what is your body actually telling you? 100%. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. I guess we could talk on and on and on and on because I can, the passion, um, you know, of where you're holding, you know, just certainly comes through the radio waves. And this is really, you know, our, our stance as well. And we really, really thank you so much for all the information. We know that you're not in Joburg, but High FM has a far reach. If somebody is in Cape Town, how can they get hold of you? Yeah, so I mean, the best way to probably look us up is on the website, which is www.physiocapetown.co.za. And then on that page, if you want to find more, there is a page on visceral therapy and a page on craniosacral therapy and physio and Pilates and all the other things we do. And on there are details that you can email. We have a secretary. She's there every weekday. So that's the best way to contact us. And then also on Instagram, which is at physiocapetown. Then I've got little videos where I've got a little skull showing you how the craniosacral rhythm comes about and also explaining a little bit more about visceral therapy and how it can help for different techniques, particularly like one of my passions is helping postpartum mums because everything moves around so much when you're yeah. pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and also the trauma and just, just the support that can be made available to them through these kind of techniques. Um, yeah, so that's the best way to get hold of you, probably. Well, I'm coming to Cape Town next week. Maybe I'm going to like. I was going to say, Adel, please don't have a baby. Please <laughs> <laughs> don't have a baby. <laughs> but yeah, go and have a look at the website or the, and then chat to Wendy as our secretary. She's really lovely. Um, and yeah, if I'm full, don't get discouraged. Put your name on the cancellation list. She's really good, Wendy, at helping people find a spot. Or maybe I'll post on Instagram. It's very rare that there's like, it's, that's last available appointment be, of the year. Who wants it? that I met Faggy because I'd been through everybody on the cancellation list nobody could come and thought you know what everybody says the power of social media I'll just put it out there <laughs> and when you have your social media addict that's what happens <laughs> yeah exactly not sure I'm going to be following Instagram while I'm there um, but <laughs> definitely if you are in Cape Town um, this is a must and if you are in Joburg or anywhere else there is a list of craniosacral therapists <laughs> That's what I would say is if you're looking for a craniosacral therapist, if you go onto the Upledger Institute, they have a find a therapist search function. And for a visceral therapist, if you go onto the Burrell Institute, um, you'll find there they also have a find a therapist. And also on both of those websites, they've got lovely things. We didn't really get into it, but talking about kids with ADHD and things, they have studies on how helpful it is. Because if you can get the fluid to move better around their brain, then it, it really can help. Well, that means we're just going to bring you back so we can discuss that specifically. And just to give everyone perspective as to where Tamsin actually is, she's around the corner from the gardens, sure. So most people know where you are. And the Jewish Museum and yeah, all those. And everything else you can have a whole outing. Go find out (laughs) exactly. Go fix up your 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 exactly. Find out your history and then come find out what your body's telling. Come friends and all with Tamsin. Thank you so much for your time. It's It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, And uh, maybe we'll have. We definitely will have you on. 
Again, just discussing various aspects. Thank you. This is 101.9 High FM.